This is Guy Sedell, bringing you stories from people with dirt. Stories from the good, the shady, the honorable, and the bastards. I bring to you the Dirt Pod Podcast. Because we can agree metal sucks shit. Fuck you. Welcome to episode something of the Dirt Pod Podcast. I lost track a long time ago. I'm Guy Sedell. Across from me is Marcus. Hi. Alan may be coming in, may not be coming in. I'm not quite sure. But there's a lot to talk about since the last Dirt Pod, um, concert-wise, anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, last last Friday, you and I, and I believe Alan was there, too. Yes, I did. Run, I actually, on my, I parked my car, got out, and out of all the people, I walked into Alan. Oh, nice. In the parking lot, so yeah. Nice. Uh, uh, but that was the Slipknot... <sighs> Uh, Lamb of God show, which ah. was unbelievable. Oh my God, it was so good. I, I've i always been like, you know what? I'm too old to go see these kinds of bands and small venues anymore, which is true. I believe that. But I would still like to see Lamb of God again at like Saltaire or something. Right. Because Isana was a little detached because they're so far away. Mm-hmm. But still, holy cow, they killed. It was It was like, it, what, did you see them, did you see them uh, do Kimmel? Jimmy mm-hmm. Kimmel last week. I saw clips of it. I and they, act, they absolutely destroyed. Same, you know, that same set. They had the same uh, setup that they did at, at USANA. And seeing it up close, there was such a, like, raw power to it. I, I'm with you. I wish I would have been able to be a little closer. But at the same time, I don't want to be in the pit. You know what I mean? Right, right, right uh, there in the middle. Yeah, that, that was even like, I, I don't, I, you probably saw this. Well, you were down and you see for those who who uh, who who don't know, I don't know why you would. You were sitting down in the seats. Correct. I was up on the grass. And for those of you that are listening nationally, Yusan is an amphitheater that is uh, it's got a pit up front, seats, and then a big grass section like a lot of these amphitheaters do. And I was back just chilling on the grass. And you were up there for Lamb of God, so you were much closer than I was. We we got together for the Slipknot part of the show, but uh, uh, there was even circle pits going on on the grass. Yeah. During this, like big, huge, it was amazing to watch. Yeah. I got there. Did you see the first two bands? I didn't. I got there right. Uh, I literally walked through the gate as the guy said, you guys ready for Lamb of God? And I was like, yes, let me just run up here and be ready. Yeah. The first two bands, uh, I don't know, maybe it's a generational thing, mm-hmm. but it was Motionless in White and Bullet for My Valentine, which to me, that's teenage girl metal. Yeah. It, that's like the... And then they get to the chorus. It's like... Yeah. 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 Lame. Um, flat iron metal is what I call it. Uh, so it was a lot of that. I didn't, I don't know. I guess maybe it's just me being old. I don't care for that kind of music. But you know what? To be fair, and I don't think that anybody at that show could disagree with you, but, but when you look at Lamb of God, I mean, for Christ's sake, one of the dudes is a thousand looking. Oh, John Campbell. He looks like a wizard. John Campbell is, is white from from beard to top of his head, like just a big white Gandalf-looking son of yeah, a bitch. He's... All these dudes are in their 40s, and they rocked. And, and to be fair, all the dudes in Slipknot are in their 40s at this point. Yeah. And they absolutely destroyed, like didn't stop. Randy never stopped no. stalking that stage, jumping, leaping, screaming, and he nailed, for, for, you know, for all the people out there that want to argue this, I don't like every scream metal. I know you're the same way. Like yeah, if it's not just all like, of them. I can't do it. Randy 
does it in pitch. He does it in tone. He does it. Uh, it's it's incredible. And to hear him do that live without missing a beat, not 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 you sing it. He right. It was unbelievable. Yeah, unreal. I was, how I good they tell were. people you don't have to like that style of vocal. Mm-hmm. But do this. Do the yeah. do that for three minutes. Yeah. Let alone an hour and a half. Exactly. Your voice is gonna be blown out like an asshole. And he does he does that through that whole I don't know how he does it. I mean, as a dude who sings and understands other people's voices, I don't understand where he goes to. Right. Like I can't do it. And and uh and Lamb of God, for for what they did, that set that they did was absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. They threw in a couple uh, hardcore older songs. They threw in some new stuff. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. And then Slipknot took the stage and had one of the biggest sets I've ever seen in my entire life. It, that was like cartoony. It was. It was. I couldn't even like when you when you look at how big Lamb of God's set was with the big TVs and the monitors and the banner and the things in the back, and then you look at Slipknot's double staircased fire. Carnival set. I have never even seen anything. And then like on it. the on the side of the stage, people listening, that there was these two like giant stripper poles, but but they had these things on them, hydraulic things, where their percussionists were going up and down, hitting mm-hmm. these weird drums, but were uh, they were going up and down, and it, it was just like twenty feet in the air, and they weren't even touching. They weren't even reaching the second level of this stage that was lit on fire. Uh, it, it was honestly again. You don't have to be a fan of Slipknot to know that that how much goes into that show, how much they put into it, how much those guys never stopped for two hours almost. I mean, they did almost twenty songs. Oh yeah, it was insane. And I, I mean, again, you know, there's the there's a question. I you know, a couple of days ago, Luke Bryan was at the same venue, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he puts on a hell of a show. I'm sure he's a good performer. Um, but like that level of you know, set decoration and fire and explosions and rising drum sets that doesn't exist in other genres of music. Like I think probably Lady Gaga puts on a show like that. Taylor Swift might have, you know, set changes and stuff like that. But for the most part, people come out and they play music. And that was unbelievable to see. We're talking, Alan Alan just joined us. We were talking about Oh, hi guys. Thanks for waiting for me. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here on time. (laughs) I'm like uh, for once in our life, we're on time. <laughs> um, we were just talking about Lamb of God and Slipknot, yes. and how what an amazing experience. Even if you don't, even if you're not that, like you don't own the new Lamb of God, do you? Uh, no, I don't actually. But but it was, but they were phenomenal. Like you can't. It's just it's phenomenal. The performers. No, it, it, it was it was uh, the first time I've ever seen them. Right. And I know their music generally, but not. I, I, You're not super fan. No, not at all. Right. But after that show, it was. It was kind of one of those shows where you go, and even if you don't know all the words, yeah. and even if you don't know all the songs, you're like, this is awesome. <laughs> right. right. You know what I mean? You're going, this is the, this is the, that's the kind of show you go to and you go, okay, I'm a fan now. Right. And, and that's kind of how it used to be in music where you'd go to shows or you'd hear an album and you'd go, Oh, okay. I don't know who these people are, but you'd listen to it and go, "Oh my gosh, I you, like these you people." You leave a fan, yeah. yeah. And there's so few times that that happens anymore. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? That, that a band can that a band can rock you into being a fan. Yeah, that's, right. That's amazing. The, the first two openers, uh, if you ran into him, did you see them? Did you see the first two openers, Motionless and White? Was it Motionless and White? And, I have and never seen them, but uh, 
that's one of the bands my daughter's into, and I've listened to them exactly. a few times. And but 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 I'll tell you what though, I have become a fan of so many bands that I would have never heard of or known because of because of my kids over the years. Right. Even no, that inclu- makes sense. Including, I mean, dumb as it sounds, Bowling for Soup, and just some of the dumb bands that you're right. like, okay, whatever, but. Catchy, then, silly you know shit. what I mean? And the darkness and some of the others that you're like, mm-hmm. what? And then you hear this and you go, that's awesome. You know? Right. Yeah. So I, well, I was telling Mario, I was like, I was like that kind of stuff. It's, and it's me being an old guy. Um, it's, it's you're teenage so girl metal to me. I call it flat iron hair metal. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's, there, Hey, but I there's was, flashes of brilliance in it that yeah. you go, okay, that's pretty awesome. Killer. And the same thing. I listen. I'm like, God, that riff's tough. Listen to that drummer. That's awesome. And then the singer like, man, dad doesn't like me Uh, (laughs) that i will say like it has to be something that's why it's like when you listen randy's one of those dudes too and and cory taylor as well that still write lyrics that are at least challenging or at least um verbose in their in their presentation i mean i would say that that some of the song structure and lyric writing on on the new lamb of god and the new slipknot is 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 more complicated than than most uh, people are putting into their lyrics anymore, I, too. I have a little bit of hang-up with Corey Taylor in the fact that I don't believe his anger. <laughs> You're a 45-year-old bazillionaire. Uh, yeah, yeah, it may have started there. Right. But, I mean, I guess... And, and I was watching... Do you guys ever watch uh, VH1 Classic and you see the... What's the seven-part series, like the history of rock? Oh, the, whatever, uh, the Metal Evolution. Metal yeah. Evolution, I, the dude with the long blonde hair. Amazing series, yeah. by the way. So have you seen that one where they're doing yeah. the, the shock rock yeah, one yeah, where yeah. it goes from, you know, Alice Cooper to... Manson. Or, or to, actually, yeah. it even starts before that to the... What's his name? Uh, Arthur Brown. I am the oh, god yeah. of hellfire. Yeah. You know, that yeah. guy. So it starts there and kind of just keeps going all the way to... You know, and their, their last one was Rammstein, and they were talking about how... You know, what's, what's, what could somebody do? And it's like, you know, what can we do to shock people? And they're just like, there is nothing you can do anymore. You kind of right. have to, you know, but one of the parts was Slipknot. And I can't remember the drummer's name. What's his name? Uh, Joey uh, Jordison. Joey, Jordison. Joey Jordison. He was the old drummer. He's been canned since. Oh, he has? Yeah. Okay. Because whoever, yeah, whoever they were interviewing in that one was talking about how that was his anger. And I kind of felt that what you were saying was, I used to be really angry and I still am, but I have to get there certain ways. And then right. their producer was talking about how he would put his mask on and then he would like smell like dead animals or whatever. So he'd actually throw up in his mask and that would, and I was just like, really? You know, that's I, where your anger's coming from now. <laughs> you have to force it. <laughs> you have to force it. I, I'm with you. I think that they've probably mellowed out, but I, I, w- having listened to Slipknot and Stone Sour a lot recently, cause mm-hmm. I, you know, I just, it, it, Stone it, Sour has some solid tunes. I Stone like. Sour actually, their, their la- latter two albums are pretty tough. Like they're yeah. pretty metal. Yeah. But yeah, I'm with you. I think that he's he's probably not like. I mean, he's clearly not fuck the world, fuck us all by anymore. But I don't know. I think there's still. If if I had a band where I could put on a mask and I was no longer me and I could kind of yeah. get away from myself, and that's what I was gonna say. I is, think there's still enough to be pissed about. Don't you think there's a there's enough. Yeah. yeah, in you, yeah. in you, but that if you to... had the chance and you had no recourse and nobody was coming after you because you're doing it and you're supposed to be doing it, it's like okay, I can, I can let go. Yeah. Right, I can do this. Some people take it out working out. Some people take it out, you know, well, fighting MMA, whatever. It's like right. you got a chance to go out it's like on the stage and take your anger out for a couple an example hours. Of that, because you work in terrestrial radio, 
You can come on the podcast. You can say fuck all you want. I know. I could have just right then, but I didn't. Yeah. So I just I held back. You're so used to. You, to can I put a mask on right now? Button. It, fuck! Oh, that was so it good. It took me three. It took me three episodes of this to swear. <laughs> yeah, I'm so used to doing except, radio. Except now, like we have to, we have to go do radio with Alan next week. We're going back. Don't say fuck. Don't say fuck. Don't, don't say, say fuck. fuck. Don't, don't say fuck. fuck. Don't don't say fuck. fuck. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. But, but I do think that the anger's changed. I think that when they were young, the anger was the world, yeah. and now it's more focused. It's the people in power. It's a relationship. Um, like when when I listen to, but everybody, uh, think of everybody who was that. You know, sure. rage or think. Oh of, yeah, you know all the rocks well, that, that were Alice Cooper's. Everybody that they really meant it at one time. I think in metal music, you know what I mean. I didn't well, mean yeah. to cut you off, but no, no, that, I I hundred percent agree. It's it's like when we watch you watch old. Marilyn Manson footage from 99 and you go fuck that dude was scary and yeah. now you see him now and you're like that's the fat dude from Sons of Anarchy yeah. right? like it's weird I always say that metal and hard rock their first album is the best because they're young they're pissed right. they're broke they're angry yeah. and then three four five albums in they turn into Metallica when it's like you're not angry multi-zillionaire yeah. okay so who's the who's the band that was that that was angry? That was just tough. That you believed it. That you felt it. That still can do it. Slayer. That you still believe it. Slayer. Slayer. Anybody else? Uh, you know. That's you know what the I mean? About uh, you know because they all you Slayer. have to evolve. You have to change. You have to do. You know. You, you grow up. You eventually, you have, you kids. have kids. Whatever. That yeah. Picture of Tom Mariah with his daughter, and he's like at the Grammys, and he's going. And his daughter's just like in the same picture like this. Rolling her eyes with her arms folded. And it says, even if you're Tom Mariah, your daughter can still think you're a big dork or something yeah. like that. And, and it's, it's true. true. I, I mean, there's, there's very few people that remain. And that's the thing, too. And I think maybe it comes with age. Because if guys like us at our age were still going around... Uh, saying, behaving, acting, being angry, having the same angsty feelings at 40 that we had at 20, people would go, dude, grow up. Grow up. I know people like that personally. There's like, it's like you're 40. You're not that angry, anti-angsty, whatever right. dude anymore. Maybe you are. Maybe, maybe. But if you are still angsty and, and angry at everything at 40, you fucked up. Not yeah. everything else. <laughs> right. Like, and there's no, it's not like I yeah. can write a song that's yeah. like, I don't have health insurance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Obamacare. Right, like you get you get more focused on on what angers you, and so it's it's you know the the world and well, it's weird than, too as you get older, and then you do have kids, and you have, and then you start you start before you you weren't worried about anything. Right. You were just worried about who the you know oh that chick's hot or whatever whatever your life was. You know what I mean? Or I'm or what's the next song I'm gonna you know or the next joke or whatever it is. It's like. That's all you were worried about. And then you then you got in a relationship and got married. And then you had kids. And then you're kind of like, okay, I, I got to worry about making yeah. sure that I'm I'm towing the line enough to make sure that I got food on the table and I got it. And so right. I can't really I can't really go there, but I'll I'll go the, I'll go here. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And 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 that's where I think you just slowly, slowly, slowly yeah. you grow up and and hopefully you can stay stay relevant enough that that somebody still cares, but otherwise right. you're like, I gotta. I got to take care of my kids and I got to take care of my life. And you know, it's just, it's, it's a hard place to be. And I think then I think once your kids get older, then you, then you go back and that's when you see the resurgence of the guys that go back out and ah, we're rock stars again. And, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that's where you see the guys 20 years later, go back out and, yeah. and really do it again. I've, I have a cynical point of view on a lot of things. And I, and I'm like, am I, 
people listening are probably like, you're the angstiest person ever, guy. What are you talking about? Because I am opinionated on some things. You and are I, and you I, are kind of angsty, and and I and I, yeah, and I and I have like some some views like that. But I'm not that guy that thinks the world fucked me and right. fuck, fuck the cops and fuck the the man is holding us down. And I'm not that angsty guy. I just have some opinions on things. But if you are still 40, thinking you know with that with that 20 year old punk attitude, yeah. mm-hmm. you fucked up. It's not everybody else. It's you. So but, is so, and you just brought it up. Is is NWA still? Are they still those guys? No, no. And, they're t- and they were talking they're about touring with Eminem, and I'm like, you're not the world's most dangerous rap group anymore. Yeah. You're, are we there yet? Ice Cube, right? <laughs> don't fuck up what you once had. I don't want to yeah. tour. When Dr. Dre, when I saw that, um, the what was that Ice T documentary? Um, uh, the one where he interviews all the rappers. I, I, oh, I, I thought I, you were doing the Nesty Plunge, like that documentary. No, <laughs> Ice T did a documentary, and uh, I'll I'll look it up. But it was about it was about rap, and he interviewed pretty much everybody and let them do a freestyle verse, and then he'd interview them, and he talked. He interviews all these different people at their houses or at studios, and he does an interview with Dr. Dre in his third backyard. Uh, I'm not lying <laughs> when I'm saying like his house is a mansion and then he's got a, a one backyard terrace and then a second one down to a lawn that goes down to his pool backyard. Like it's like this and mm. he's in this yard that looks like uh, the grounds of a museum. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and you just go, well, as tough as you are, and I will never take anything away from your past and what you've done and, and right. who you are, yeah. but you, you're not, it's not the streets. You're not being hustled by cops. You're not being beaten. You're not being all these things. And while those problems still exist within your community and you become a mouthpiece for that, you yourself have escaped that and spent so many years in luxury and, and, and monetary uh, bliss that it's it, like you said, it's really, I, I don't, you have different problems, you know, yeah, right. you're, you're not, you're not so it's not fuck the police. It's goddamn, and I have to pay taxes again this year and yeah. shit. My lawn's not doing well. And we, yeah, and I need a tax write off. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's different, but you can't fault that it's age. It happens. No. You can't no. be a and punk it's kid forever. And I mean, you look, I don't care if you look at rap or you look at rock, it's like, go back to whoever it's like, you know, the 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 dirtiest, you know, scariest band. Who who would you say, you know, that that made it big? You know the the dirtiest. From my I mean, generation, it was it it was Manson. They were the they were the scariest. Marilyn Manson was the scariest thing that happened to parents okay, when so I was you, in the mid nineties. So 90s. you go to go to Manson. You know, it's like here's this guy that's like, oh my gosh, it's, what the what is going on? And then I'm and then, sure he's got at least two backyards, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not three like Doctor Dre. I, I but do maybe honestly two. believe Marilyn Manson is that creepy weirdo. I've read enough. Uh, I read a, a chapter of Janet Jameson's book about him, and she said he's a fucking weirdo. But I think he's a rich weirdo now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I you mean, can I, afford to be even weirder. That I bet way. his I bet he's his a, mansion is decorated with weird shit. Yeah, sure. he paints weird stuff. But like, that's the thing is like Marilyn Manson's like I enjoy my art now. And sure. I paint and, I do and I remember a couple years ago. Did you ever? Did you get the? I think it was on Facebook where Maynard had his house for sale. Yeah. Did you I see that? that? And you look at the pictures like, oh my gosh, this place is beautiful. This place is just decorated beautifully and just gorgeous. And you're like, okay, that that guy. From where he started yeah. to who, what he was to, yeah. to now, it's like it just—it's inevitable. You you make all this money, and it's like you've got to be different. You can't be the same. The guy I I know the one dude who's made it, okay, and managed to survive, Lemmy. Lemmy, Lemmy, <laughs> Lemmy, but, lives but he in, lives in a 
He lives in a little tiny Sunset Strip apartment. Right. He at, never surrounded by his garbage and his drinks and his. If you've never seen the Lemmy documentary, he literally walk downstairs and go, go to, to the, the rainbow. He's like a and, block away from the rainbow. Literally just drinks all day. And if, if you guys are listening, watch. I, it might be on Netflix, but it's called Lemmy L E M M Y. Even if you're not a fan of the band Motorhead or anything, but it's so mm-hmm. fascinating. It's a documentary about this dude. At the time, he was 65. He's 70 now, but he's had massive he's success. Is he 69? 69. Dude, I've uh, 69 forever. <laughs> anyway, he's had massive success with Motorhead. I mean, yeah. they've never been a household name, but their merch, everybody's seen the logo. Mm-hmm. They've had, they got a crazy fan base, made a million records. Um, but Lemmy's the lead singer, this British dude, and he lives in like a, like a probably an 800 square foot apartment off the strip in Hollywood piece of shit little one bedroom apartment tiny kitchen and then just all the motorhead shit he's collected over the years yeah. uh, he hoards it his house is a hoarder house mm-hmm. but he's with motorhead stuff he's a motorhead Motor, hoarder motorhead motor hoarder nazi pro, nazi memorabilia he collects nazi memorabilia <laughs> Um, he's but not. A, he's not a Nazi. He just collects he just the collects stuff. the old memorabilia. Yeah. It's it's absolutely fascinating to watch that documentary. There's some great rock documentaries out there for those mm-hmm. people who haven't seen yeah. that one. The Iron Maiden Flight Six Six Six. If you again, if you're not even if you're not a fan of the band, to see a guy like Bruce Dickinson well into his fifties, maybe sixties at this point, Push, pushing sixty, I think he's close to sixty. And yeah. that dude can sing yeah. better now than he probably could. In and he when runs he did a rock marathon. He runs. It's amazing. I, I I read a thing on one on uh, what he does one time, and I think he he runs like something like thirteen miles per concert. Like he uh, is he, he one of those little bracelets? Yeah, on now? something like that. A Unbelievable. Fitbit. There's a there's a great there's a great everybody <laughs> buy the Iron Maiden Fitbit. Get it. Uh, <laughs> available at Walmart. <laughs> There's a documentary. I don't know if either of you have seen it. It's about a. It's about a, the singer of this dude, this old band called Pentagram. Um, they never had any success, but they like I've seen their shirts and stuff. The dude, the singer, I can't remember his name, has never moved out of his parents' house. He's just been this crazy, out of his mind, and he's like sixty, out of his mind, drug addict since. And like it shows him using. He's just like beyond control. He's never moved out of his parents' wow. house. And Pentagram had they've put out a ton of records. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't tour. It's a fascinating documentary. I can't remember what it's called. If you look up singer Pentagram I'll documentary, whatever, that hmm. it's it's awesome. And then I think I, the devil has a, a suit against him for copyright infringement. Yeah, I think that's what Pentagram's it is. mine. <laughs> you can't take that. I looked that one up. Yeah, you remember Anvil? That oh, was a great totally. documentary. Oh, that was a great documentary. That's yeah, so interesting. I love that one. There's mm-hmm. also a great documentary out there. A lot of people haven't seen called uh, Blood into Wine. And it's a it's a documentary about Maynard's Maynard from Vineyard. Tools Vineyard, um, and to hear him apply his thought process to grapes and talking about how you have to plant for three years before you even get a crop that's good, and the way he understands wine, what he went through to make a a wine that was good enough for him to put like it's it's. It, that is a perfect case in amazing. point of exactly what we're talking right. about. Right? Like, yeah. he owns a vineyard and he's out there, and you expect I, I literally expect him to be sitting in like a sex room surrounded by <laughs> like headless <laughs> dolls that you know. And but no, he's he's out filling earth and touching leaves and, yeah. and understanding the process of of and turning. I be, and I believe that about him because he seems just arty, art, arty, and and funky and weird enough to be that. Yeah, Vince Neil making tequila and wine. It's like I, makes, I don't believe for one second well, he has any clue just no, about he just, he anything. Just his, he just slaps his fucking name on it. But Maynard, ironically enough, he's the guy that's saying, "Why can we not be sober?" And then he builds a vineyard. 
There you go. All right, there you go, Maynard. Genius. Uh, but now back back to Lemmy really fast. So so he just. I mean, he's made money. Yeah. He's, he's had to have made he money, has right? To make, is he like a Howard Hughes? He's just got this little exactly. nothing, he and he's to. and he's just got money somewhere. Think of what, like, think put of what away. he makes off Motorhead merch. I know alone. that's what I'm saying. It's like, what's he doing? With and they've it? been a band you, for 45 years. If you see him, like you said, if you see where he lives, if you see what he does every day, it's like, I, I just I don't think he gives a shit. I don't. <laughs> I guess not. Like I think he's just that guy. He's like I got my my smokes and my Jack Daniels and right. my boots. If yeah. I have enough for that, I'm good. And I truly yeah. hope the guy's okay. Because yeah. when he was here and he came out on stage, he looked frail. I knew something he was looked, amiss. He looked bad. Well, he, he was looked, here, for those of you listening, yeah. Thursday. It is, it's Sunday. We're recording now. It's Sunday. He was here Thursday. We go to the concerts um, separately. I ran into Alan and the Pisser. I was drunk out of my balls. Um, so we go We go to the <laughs> concert. He was in the sink, for those of you. <laughs> Standing up. Uh, anyway... Uh, the opening band who was called Crowbot, they were good. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I enjoyed them. Uh, and then Saxon went on, who's been a band forever. You know, it's funny is uh, Saxon. I remember for years watching, you know, Headbangers Ball and watching the the eighties kind of bands. And I knew, and I, the only one I knew was Denim and Leather. And so I'm waiting. Me, I'm me like, too. I'm like, all I got to do is get there for Denim and Leather. I know it's going to be their last song, so I'm fine. Yeah. And then, it, and then it comes on. I'm like, Denim and Leather, I'll put it all together. together. Yeah. And I'm like, this is so bad. Was, <laughs> and I'm like, why was I so excited yeah. for this? Spinal Tap. That, that was it, the, it, it was totally Spinal Tap. <laughs> yep. Completely that Spinal Tap. That was the tap. only Saxon song I knew too. Woman. Yeah. I, I mean, and they obviously kept going and been around that long, but yeah. it was just like, that was the one song I wanted to see. And it's like, you get there and you're ready and you're telling everybody, this is the one. And then you go... Ah, oh, this is, sorry, this, everybody. This sorry, did not age yeah. well. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry. So then, so then, Motorhead comes out and they they opened with uh, "Damaged Case" and I'm singing along because I knew that one. I didn't know the second one, so I went and pissed. And then, like when I come back, they're playing a song, and I'm like, "God damn, that's Lemmy!" And I'm like, "I can't hear him that well." I can't. didn't. It sound like it was in slow motion. Yeah, and you couldn't hear like, him. I can't and it was hear just, Lemmy. Yeah. Maybe it's the shitty acoustics right. here. I don't mm-hmm. know. Whatever. And then they stopped playing and house music came on. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then he came back on and I just remember him saying, my back. I'm really, really sorry. Sorry. And then the lights came up. That was it. I was like, did, did Lemmy, okay, this is morbid, but part of me was like, he better fucking died. <laughs> because if I'm going to pay $40 to see four Motorhead songs, I better be at the final show. <laughs> better be the uh, final show now did he go on in denver the next night no, no. they no. had to cancel so has he done any shows since this he well no. their last their last comment was uh you know salt lake had the he called it altitude sickness right Thin air. And in denver kind of said it's like obviously it's the same situation i'm not even gonna try right we'll see you at our texas shows back in lower altitude so yeah and that's scheduled for tomorrow or something yeah hopefully i hopefully he's okay yeah, but i, I mean I mean, seriously, you think of these guys, and, and there's so many of them, and if you want to talk about Mick Jagger, and you want to talk about, I mean, all the guys that are 60s and 70s now, it's ridiculous. Right. Right. And, That's well, still a pretty old dude. And and to, to be and the out there the trying to do that, it's like, you are kind of pushing you, it, man. You've seen the Lemmy Doc, haven't you? <laughs> yes. How he's lived is that's what's wrong because mm-hmm. Paul McCartney's 73 and can kill Mick Jagger can kill because they got healthy at like they were like 15 like you know what maybe we better take care of ourselves Lemmy's just been going hard yeah for yeah. 50 years right and I'm with you not to be morbid but if if Lemmy was literally like and he just died on stage mid song you'd go of course he did 
Of right. course he did. Of yeah. course he did. Any minute now. And that's kind of what he sounds like he wants his plan is. Yeah, like yeah. I'm going to literally rock until uh, until I drop dead. And and it would like I mean that's the thing is like when I heard that at the like you kind of go, "Well god, I I don't know how he's managed right. to live like this." I mean honestly, if you go watch that documentary, the dude just it's like his life is cigarettes, Jack Daniels, and a little bit of speed. Yeah, he does meth once in a while. Yeah, he, and, but once in a while. Yeah, that, that's he his. He says that in the documentary. <laughs> once in a while. Lemmy's the only dude who's like, meth is like, you know what? We'll do this on your terms. Yeah, and it's funny because in that documentary, everybody that they interview are like, I've seen Lemmy put down a fifth of Jack, smoke a pound of meth, do all the coke, and walk away straight. Yeah. Everybody's just amazed. They're like, he doesn't get fucked up. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, but you tell me somebody, you know, whether it's, you know, a, a parent, a grandparent or a, an uncle or whatever, that's, that's 70. Think of somebody in your life that's 70 <laughs> dad, right now. My dad is. And you tell me he's going to go out on stage and be able to do any of that stuff or, or right. do you know what I mean? It's like, I, it blows my mind yeah. how the age of some of these guys and what they're still doing. Wonder, and I'm like, I is wonder, the deal with the devil still real? Is that what it is now? Thing? You know what I mean? It's like, I'll take your arm, but you're playing until you're 70, dude. Not with, not with Lemmy. I don't think it's adrenaline. I really don't. I think Lemmy's one of those guys who is a rare, you know, and you look back and you kind of go, this is, this is interesting because it kind of brings us into a topic about front men. But you look back through, through great front men mm-hmm. in, in, in history, and it's like, you've got, you've got, you know, the dudes who are like, I can do all the drugs, and they were great, and then they died. Right. And then there's the dudes who are like, I can do all the drugs, and I still can. You know, yeah. it's the craziest thing. Yeah. Yeah, true. But like, going on stage, because you, I've been, even on a much different scale, but like, I've been sick as balls, and then you go on stage, or, or pissed, or depressed, or whatever, you go on stage, and then you're out, you're doing your thing, and then once you get off, you're back in the Right. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a shot. Uh, Lemmy, by no means is Lemmy headbanging anymore. He just goes out there. And then if you listen to him sing, it's like, hey, it's a spice or something. And I'm like, that's his natural voice. So he's not straining. If you hear him talk, he sings like the Ace of Spades, and then he gets over and he talks like this. He sounds exactly the same. So it's not like a stretch for him right? to do that. Yeah. Uh, so that might be part of it. Um, and then there's dudes that admit they can't do it anymore. Robert Plant won't do a Zeppelin reunion because he knows he can't sing like that right. anymore. Well, he knows he didn't write the song, so why would he do yeah. that? Yeah. He'd, he'd, he'd open himself up to a lawsuit. He's like, uh, those, those songs will never be played live again. I catch so much shit every time I rip on Led Zeppelin for being hacks, but it's true. They steal everything. It's, it's sad, but true, and, and we keep talking about it. Just go Google Led Zeppelin plagiarism. There are three 20-minute videos of all the songs, and you will seriously just be shocked. At yeah. the things or, that, or Google uh, Led Zeppelin steal stuff because I don't know how many people out there can spell the word plagiarism. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah, you should... Led Zeppelin has the plague. P L A Y. Play play G J U R ism ism. Yeah, ism. Yeah, Led Zeppelin. But they wrote. But they didn't steal Cashmere, which is probably the greatest rock and roll song of all time. So they get a pass. Yeah, and that's where you go. How do you steal so many, but then have some good ones in between? It's like really. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, nonetheless, I want to go back to your. You just brought up uh, a cool topic, though, of uh, of best. Now you're saying best front man or front men? And you know, let's do a top five. I wrote down my best front men. Yeah. Now now here's the thing. When 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 I was thinking about this, to me, like it's not just about voice, right? It's about the mystique. 
It's about the presence that and, they had. And it's about the entertainment factor that, that in between a song, they're actually entertaining right. they're you entertaining. instead of going, thank you, thank you very much. There's and, a lot of good singers. And, yes. what does it, yeah. and what did they mean to other frontmen? Were they the people, you know, I would say Robert Plant, it definitely belongs on the list because from that point on, every single frontman said, I need to do that. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, well, or not, he, but everybody was like, I'm not, that, that kind of posing Jim Morrissey right it was it was and Morrison, yeah, but Morrison was before plant right right but it's it, well if you go back like I got my top five in my opinion but right. if you, if you want to keep going back fucking it's Elvis I mean who who is better than that now but, and I didn't did, I, I never saw Elvis but I I've had well, some I haven't seen a lot of the people on my that list saw Elvis some of their parents that saw Elvis and were just Goo goo ga! Like he'd throw his right. his his, his uh, he'd take his his what do you call it the scarf I, off and I, throw I, it and I say he doesn't count because if Elvis counts, then Frank Sinatra counts, right? Right, and Tom Jones counts. I, I right. didn't put, hardly put any any. I don't think I put. Yeah, maybe one I, I solo need, artist. I think it needs to be people. So with, the real front man of a real band. Out. When okay. you can, because if you can't name another member of the band, I don't <laughs> believe that it, it matters. Like if you can't name another dude on Elvis's stage, it doesn't right. matter. Right. But I can name all the members of Lamb of God. Okay. And and Randy still stands out okay. to me. So okay. All right. Here's my top five. Okay. Ozzy Osbourne. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, if you look at Ozzy in, in the days of Black Sabbath or in the days of his solo stuff, even now that he's a million years old, he's jumping, he's clapping, he's, come on, you know, he's just, he's yeah, owning the room. that, what did you get? He's owning the room. Uh, and, I and, mean, it's true. You can't, and, and that's what that's a part that I think that Marcus was saying, the mystique. The persona. The right. persona. The, Back in the day, he had that. He doesn't have that anymore. Now the charisma the, that you can't right. take your eyes off him and you're watching him the whole time and you're like, oh my gosh. Well, now you know? Ozzy's the bumbling idiot that the Osbournes portrayed him. Right. And everybody's like, oh, that's Sharon Osbourne's puppet. But back in the day, he was an evil front man for a satanic band. Do you think so? I mean, I, 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 I know exactly what you're saying, but I've seen Ozzy so many times, and so many times all I can think of is, okay, here comes the, here comes the bucket of water. Yeah, here comes yeah. the frog jump. Here comes the clap, 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 yeah, clap. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and otherwise, there's really not much banter. There's not much yeah, that's communication. True. There's not, you know what I mean? Right. And I hate to say that, but I don't, I don't know. I, I love Ozzy, but I don't know if, if I would put him. You, you state a valid point. Uh, that close. Also, it's kind of like the Globetrotter show. It's yeah. like, oh, here comes the buck. Oh, it's the confetti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I won't argue that. I'll give, I'll give Ozzy, I'll give Ozzy a spot. You know, I, I won't argue the spot because I think Black Sabbath did so much for. I mean, you ask most metal bands what was the first heavy metal band ever, and they'd go Black Sabbath, yeah. and, the, and and a lot of that had to do with with Ozzy and his persona. But I think once he became Ozzy Osbourne, yeah. It, his mystique was gone. Right. It was, you know, as soon as he did the hair, sure. the the Oh, you go back to some of those 80s where the, he was overweight and, 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 and makeup and yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You but, know what? It's funny because this this was my like idea for, you know, you said come up with a top five. And my idea was what what member of a band that left got bigger than their band? Oh, okay. And, and my, one yeah, of them was we'll, Ozzy. We'll and, we'll and, and I look at that and this is kind of where we're at. But at the exactly. same time. Right. 
right. it, it's at the same time it, it it went in a whole different direction and then he really I think he really tried to get back to I'm the prince of darkness yeah, and, he, and it couldn't right. happen because he before I was the prince of sequins right 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 you know? yeah it's like when when Gene Simmons tries to be the demon anymore and you're like dude you're just oh. a creepy weird old go man. back to their 80s stuff and, and look he at, was terrifying oh, right <laughs> yeah. terrifyingly creepy just because he had yeah. feathers on instead of black yeah. leather yeah it's exactly right. here's a rundown we'll talk about okay. my number one we'll skip the, the number four david lee roth number three brian okay. johnson number two marilyn okay. manson my number one pick for frontman is steven tyler i'm not Ooh. the biggest aerosmith fan but tell me somebody that can command a stage like that there's a few examples i'm sure but steven tyler is he's old and he can sing his balls off he i've seen aerosmith twice dude just owns that stage he's huh. he's a frontman of frontman in my opinion yeah, I mean, and, and I still, well, and I would go back to, I haven't seen Aerosmith. They haven't been here for like 10 years. Yeah, at least. They stopped coming I, saw I, don't, know, I don't know why they stopped I coming. I saw them to in the late City. 90s twice. But I was going to say the last time. time I probably saw him, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And he's there up there talking and he's up there doing his backflip and yeah. you know, all this other stuff. And you're like, holy cow, that guy did a backflip? Yeah. Did he really just do a backflip? When I saw him, he was probably 50. Right. And he was doing all that crazy backflip karate kick. Yeah. Move. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's that's my list. Okay, now what was who was the s- third one? The third no, one. No, the fourth was David Lee Roth. Brian David Lee Johnson. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go to David Lee Roth on this one because I so bad wanted to put David Lee Roth on the front of that list. And the truth is, the dude, especially when Van Halen was in their heyday, mm-hmm. was the coolest. Oh, absolutely, motherfucker! You'd be like, damn that! Dude, I want to be David Lee Roth. Right. Look at that guy. The hair. The Karate kicks, the just he in was shape, all shredded and, he could and sing. just. I mean, cool you know what I mean? Fuck. You're like, wow. Yeah. But the guy could not remember a fucking word on stage, just like he can't now. <laughs> right. Just like he can't now. And you're. And and, he can't sing. And and it's he's kind of gone a little cuckoo. Yeah, he can't sing. He goes. <laughs> he was always maybe he always just, was. And it's just not the '80s anymore. Yeah, yeah he speaks so. in riddles and shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I, I, that last time they were here, I was like, what. I didn't go to that concert. I had a, a a gig somewhere, but I so many people posted videos on Facebook, and it's just like this is sad. This is really sad mm-hmm. watching that. Still a good front man. Yeah, just can't sing. Um, doesn't try to sing, but he can flip around his machete or whatever the hell. Right. Yes, he can. Um, but what are yeah. those? The the the. What do you call? It? Isn't that the Olympics where they do the 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 twirling the <laughs> stick with the paper? <laughs> <laughs> the synchronized the, the, the rhythm. <laughs> Rhythmic gymnastics, and you're oh like, wow. And we were all like, damn, David Lee Roth is a badass. And we're like, no, he's not. He's a rhythmic gymnast. <laughs> oh, Honorable mention to Rob Halford, by the way, on that list. You know, how how do you even, how do you, like, I thought about this, and it's like, you know, you can go, you can do this so many ways. You can go historically and mm-hmm. say, well, historically, I would put, I would agree with you on, like, Ozzy, and I would put Robert Plant on there, and I would put Jim Morrison on there because these guys were uh, originators, you yeah, know? I, right. I, I mean, you might even want to put uh, Joey Ramone on there or somebody like, you know, historically. But then y- I look at our generation of music, and I'm like, well, in the 90s, and we've clearly expressed our love for this before, I mean, you could just, you could go, Anthony Kiedis, uh, Lane Staley, Eddie Vedder, Maynard, Maynard, uh, Chris Cornell, the latter two, which still remain on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like Corn, and, and the reason I I like Cornell is because when he's up there, he's storytelling. Yeah, and he's entertaining. You know, he's telling you things. Some of those guys, right? They don't interact, and that to me is part of being a front man. Is, right. is 
Yeah, I can, in between each song, go, thank you. Thank you very much. Right, right, right. Here's our next big single, you know? It's right. like, no, I want, it, I want you to talk to me. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, I exactly. want you to entertain me more than just singing your song. I want something else that I can leave and go, did you hear what he was talking? That's pretty right. cool, you know? And maybe most people don't care about that stuff, but I do. There's something no, about like the it. connection. Now, and that's an interesting point because Cornell is very much like that. I've seen them with Audio Slave, Soundgarden. I saw him on his solo tour. I've seen him multiple ways, and he's been amazing every time. But I've also seen Perfect Circle and Tool, and Maynard doesn't say anything, and he sings from behind the drums. But he's still... But still! It's so has that weird mystique. How, how do you stand there yeah. and go, I'm, I'm the least important part mm-hmm. of this stage, but the most important at the same time? It's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. The one, the one guy that I put in that category that, that's obviously... I, I don't know. Maybe he's at his level, but uh, Ian Asbury of The Cult. Oh, yeah, I don't know if you've yeah, ever yeah, yeah. seen them in concert. I've never seen them in concert. You go to a, a, a cult show, and you literally cannot take your eyes off. The He's, very He's very Jim Morrison-y. He's very Jim Morrison-y. He, he, he sang, sang for the sang doors. With the doors, right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I think they saw that. Yeah, and, yeah. and he's just one of those guys, you're just like watching him. And I remember he was at a show at, at Kingsbury Hall, and this was years ago. And he, he stops and he goes, oh, i got a question for you. Anyone seen the new movie SLC Punk? <laughs> and then he's like, any thoughts? Any thoughts? Any thoughts? <laughs> Excuse me, Mister Asbury. Exactly. Like the narrative wasn't like the third act suffered a little, but the first two. And that's what I was waiting for to see if anybody raised it, and then nothing. He goes, nothing. Ooh. All right, is the witch? <laughs> And I was like, oh, it was perfect. Oh, he tried. Cult. He tried. It's off subject, the Colts the most criminally underrated rock band of all time. I love the Colts. So I good. agree with you on that one. Yeah, they they exist in a strange part of music where you're like, this is now this isn't this rock, and it's not yeah. this rock, and it's not this. Well, rock. it's kind of like they did all of them because they really started in the alternative movement, you know, yeah. with the with the whole, you know. I, I right. don't know what you call it the the cure type right. era dark you know? but but and they, then they and then they transitioned almost into the hairband era with the firewoman and that. In, I think they got lumped in with the hairband yeah. and that's why and they, they never were they, they never no, were no they were yeah. not but that was kind of their heyday I can't think of any person rock fan or not that could listen to she sells sanctuary and not mm-hmm. like that song or firewoman firewoman yeah. any oh, of them love removal machine I mean any yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were one of those bands that was kind of like ahead and behind. Of yeah. their time. they weren't. They were never in the right time. Right. right. Yeah. And, he, and, yeah. and Ian Asbury just looked cool as fuck. Yeah. He just had that longest shit, dark black hair. Totally. Yeah. And just they 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 were a kick ass band that got shafted. <laughs> that got shafted. Um, let me ask you this: but, okay. w- Would Prince? Although he's fronted multiple bands, I don't think he's. I don't count him as a front man because he is. He is he's the, the he band. Is the, right. He's kind of like Elvis. Yeah. yeah. So it has to be. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I although you can you. say you know some of the band members, right? You know, just because right. of the movie, kind of. And, really. and I thought you know? about I thought about putting a front woman on this list, but that that would bring us into a whole different. Okay, and I'll tell you. World. Have you guys and, and who Angela? Uh, what's her name from? Oh, uh, Arch Enemy. Arch Enemy. Uh, she kills people. Oh, I thought you meant Jen from the Jenna Torturers. Because <laughs> she does things that right. uh, any front woman should do. But does do do we want to see that now? She's got to be in her. Yeah, I don't know if you want to see that. She's getting up there in age. You're like, I thought somebody pulled the curtains already. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so have you ever seen the Rolling Stones live? No, I have not. Mick Jagger is still the most amazing front man you will ever 
see. Does he do the duck walk and everything? He does like the duck walk. He literally, like you talked about uh, Iron Maiden uh, Dickinson right. running across. He does not stop. Really? Running Bruce across Dickinson the stage. goes on my list. And, and he does not stop. And he's been doing this for since the 60s. And you're like, what the? How? How? Right. How possibly how like that? Like I saw Paul McCartney, same thing. Didn't stop running, not running, but he would, he would go back and forth between the piano and guitar, sing for three hours, full voice, yeah. everything. Blah, blah. I wonder if those guys don't get off stage and get put on a machine and then just like wheeled out. Yeah. Like, okay. That's all your energy for the week. You got to save up for next yeah. concert. Or they right. go plug him in. It's like, okay, we'll use the next robot tomorrow. Cause <laughs> he doesn't even, he's not even alive anymore. Right. Who knows? I, I would say that like, if you look at somebody who we were talking about, like uh, Randy Bly, or Bruce Dickinson, who are running around and mm-hmm. screaming, and they're at the top of their lungs, and they're down here. I get Mick Jagger in the sense that, like, if you're moving around a lot and you just have to go, and like you yeah. don't have to really like, yeah. ow, you know, yeah. like yeah. you're not. It's yeah. not vocal Olympics, like yeah, like, yeah. I, yeah I see this. that. I see that. Yeah, but but you go back to like you were saying, Halford. Oh, see, and, Rob you, Halford, and, you, and you see Halford, and yes, the dude he doesn't move around. He's twenty five, and he yeah. doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, he's although, not running. Although he'll he'll get up there and he'll chat with you every yeah. once in a while, and he'll say something to the people, and he'll get the, get a response. And otherwise, he's got his set. You know, breaking the what? Breaking the what? Yeah. Breaking the law. You know, <laughs> he's got the he's got his, you know his set bits, but at the same time, you cannot stop. Watching him, right. right, and he kills vocal. I've seen him twice in the yeah. past few years, and he Sick. kills it vocally. But he's an old man. Yeah, he right. doesn't. He doesn't run around. He comes no. out and just kind no. of walks back and mm-hmm. forth. And but it's still entertaining because he's Rob Halford. Yeah, and then I think we can all agree that Adam Levine goes on that list. Uh, as of course, just, right. I've never seen Adam. He I'm has kidding. okay because I I really don't know because <laughs> no, I'll tell no, no, I'll no. tell you one of the we best don't. front man. I mean, and I guess you can't call him a front man because once again I don't know his band. But I went to a Garth Brooks show. That dude is probably one of the most entertaining, most Garth, most. Uh, was it back in the nineties in his heyday? Yes, Garth See, Brooks is swinging from stuff and running around the stage, and it's just like wow, hitting guitars. You see that thing where yes. they, him and his guitarist would, they would come and together. smack it, smash them together. Maybe yeah. right, bam, yeah, yeah. maybe crazy. And you, yeah, because that's the thing. And he covered different songs, and he and he didn't he play Hard Luck Woman from Kiss, and Garth it's just like Brooks is the reason that. That country artists are rock stars today. Maybe. Absolutely. Because yeah. yeah. there wasn't a country rock star before him. No. And then and and before him, that crossover into I mean, after him, it was like Faith Hill, Shania Twain, all these stuff that started yeah. coming over. And now, like we've talked about in previous podcasts, country is pop. Mm-hmm. There's not sure. country. Luke Bryan, as nice as he is, he's not country. I saw him do a like a duet the other day yeah. online with Jason Derillo. And I was like, Yeah, right. You're I mean, I I I, pl- I prod this, but like Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings aren't doing this. You know, Johnny Cash wouldn't have done this. Right. right. Yeah, I, I get the attraction to, like, the, the pop country stuff. I just don't don't call it country. Yeah. Yeah. Stop it. Don't call it country. Yeah. No, I and, 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 like and the only reason I brought that up is because, to me, that guy was so entertaining. Oh, yeah. You know oh, who yeah. else was so entertaining? And I didn't even, I didn't intend to go to the show. It was just a, hey, we got tickets. Let's go. And the the company, my wife got some tickets from the company, this company they do business with, and we're in a suite. So, oh, well, all right, let's go. Michael Bublé. Oh, right. I'm sure. Have you ever seen him? No. That dude is very talented. I mean, you know, he wants to be, he's a crooner, right. wants to be Sinatra kind right. of thing. Right. But at the same time, he's kind of his own guy and hilarious, kind of irreverent, 
telling yeah. jokes. You know, you're there at the at the Delta Center Energy Solutions, I guess. Uh, the the crowd probably half the jokes are going over their head because you're like, hey, did he really just say that? You know, kind of a stuff where you're like, that guy is very, very funny and entertaining. Yeah. So there's so many people in so many genres that you just are shocked that you're like, wow, I had no idea yeah. that that show could be so good and so entertaining, right. you know? No, that's happened to me before. I love that every, um, every front man tries though, because mm-hmm. as a comic, it's like, it's like when we went to Slipknot, Corey Taylor's in between things and it's like, you've got a few seconds to talk to people. And so they go to that whole thing where they're like, what's up fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are fucking ready to fucking rock here yeah. in fucking Utah. Yeah. As soon as you say the, as soon as you say fuck and as soon as you say the city. Yeah. Everybody goes crazy. Yeah. I remember one, Did you and I, Salt Lake, Salt Lake City. Yeah. we were at the <laughs> Rob Zombie concert at Usana. Do you remember this? Oh. And Rob Zombie said something. He said something. Can you believe the blah, 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 blah? Are you fucking kidding me? And Mark and I looked at each other like, is he doing a bit? Is, he doing a bit? <laughs> is zombie trying out material? Zombie's trying bits. Hey, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but 3.2 beer, huh? What's the deal? What's the deal? <laughs> I got to remember, Dickinson did jo- t- tell that joke. It's, did he? Oh, it's Dickinson told that joke. He was talking about, do you guys have beer here? And everybody's like, yeah. And he goes, no, you don't. <laughs> you don't. <Whoa. laughs> Or they all go, hey, you got pretty good weed here in Salt Lake, huh? We're like, yeah, we're aware. We're aware. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I'm super aware of that. Okay, so let me ask you this. And as as comedians and and musicians, do you, and I will still put, although he's lost a step and it's not the same, but Paul Stanley, you go to a Kiss show and you've been to a Kiss show and you've seen Kiss shows. I, yeah. Is I, he, I you've never have. Okay. But you've heard all the, I know. All, yeah. I've heard all the so stories. I've never seen him. I seriously, I, I think he's, I think he's like messing with people and he's telling his, you know, his, uh, you know, I had to pull out my 30 footer and I gave her a squirt from my love gun. You know what I mean? And he's just, you know what I mean? He's, he comes up with his stories and it's just like, you're just watching him and you, you can't help but laugh and you can't help but be entertained and watching it going, okay, and what a show. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's lost it. It's lost the step and it's lost its mystique, like you said. But there was a time when yeah, you're just oh like, yeah, oh my gosh, look at what it... Who are these guys? I wish you know? Paul Stanley told real stories. Yeah. When I paid my 19-year-old Puerto Rican Mr. <laughs> Ricardo for hand relief the other day, I was like, hey, you better lick it up. Like, that's, that's the kind of... That would be better. I want real be stories. Okay. All right. I have, I have, and I think I've said this before, I have an album that's 70 tracks of just uh, Paul Stanley introducing mm-hmm. Kiss songs. And it's 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 hilarious. It's hey, even... ladies out there, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, Grandpa, calm down. Crazy Paul Stanley. Yeah. Album. What was now? We kind of got off topic. What was the uh, what were what was the list? You said something, and oh, the other one I said yeah. was the was the can people an who artists left, who became who left their band and became and became. Bigger than their band, and I thought of a few, but you got to throw out Donny Osmond and Michael Jackson, though. You, I mean, that Michael would count, Jackson, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. But if, People, you know, but, but if it's a boy band, does it count? <sighs> Justin Timberlake. How about yeah. like girl bands? Beyonce. I mean, so th- those are the ones I thought of, and I'm like, I don't want to talk. The really. immediate one that comes to my head is Ozzy. Yeah. Right, and Ozzy for sure. Do you, I mean, because Ozzy's bigger than Black Sabbath ever Not was, don't you think? but maybe sales-wise and had a more... He had a better career in the 80s, but I think Black Sabbath will be the foundation always. Like, yeah. 
Like even not metal fans, but like yeah, Black Sabbath was. But I think those first couple albums, Blizzard of Oz, and and oh, uh, they're great. You know, you go oh, to yeah. those and you're like, okay, those, right? Those I I you know, I'm sure there's some purists that'll go what, but I I would put that a step above. He definitely became bigger than Sabbath, Sabbath. You know what I mean? At that, at, the t- at, he became, at that point, and then it never stopped. I think he became bigger than Sabbath, but I think overall Sabbath is still bigger than Ozzy. Just the the thought. Yeah. Yeah. The thought of it. Yeah, you could say that about a lot of those bands, though, from, or a lot of those artists back then. Like you could say the same thing about Eric Clapton, for example, who you know he was in fifty bands, yeah, right. And then, but he still remains like, but you don't say, you autonomous. don't say, even when you say Cream or you think of the song or right. you think of Derek and the Dominoes, you think Clapton. You think Clapton. You don't yeah. think for one right. second of oh Derek and the Dominoes. Yeah. Oh Ginger Baker. Yeah, because you th- all you think of is Eric Clapton. I, I would agree with you on that one. And it's hard anymore too because it's it's not uncommon for you know even people we're talking about like Corey Taylor has two or three bands. Right. Maynard has three bands. So you could go well. He left Tool and he's just as successful with Perfect Circle, but he's still not Maynard. He's still part of another band. And Pussifer is just as good. So like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's a different world it's a different now. Different world I think, yeah. than it used to be. I would say that you'd have to pick people from from like Ozzy is a perfect example because mm-hmm. he left Black Sabbath and became Ozzy Osbourne. And well, they kicked him out, right? Didn't yeah. they fire him? Yeah, basically, they, they said we can't uh, we can't <clears throat> deal you're, with you're you a anymore. Mess. Get the fuck out. And he went and made it's made like some of his biggest hits. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, that's hard because guy. Uh, I think there's there's examples that might not be that mainstream, like Dio. Dio left Rainbow and became Dio. Yeah. Was that his first band that he was in? No, was his Dio? first band was Elf. That's right, Elf. And then yeah. Rainbow, yeah. and then yeah. and then he you joined Black Sabbath. Yeah, he was in. Yeah, and who who had two crazy successful records? And then but wouldn't he, you say his solo stuff? But yeah, Rainbow, Dio, in, the dark, Rainbow in the Dark and Holy and Diver were that's bigger, bigger than, than anything any of those. else he did. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I would say. What about uh, how about this one, Sting? Yeah, bigger than the okay. police. Yeah, because yeah. that one to me, I'm like, I don't know. Is he? Well, when yeah. he, Englishman in New York and the stuff that he did solo, is it bigger? He's than he's Roxanne. Bigger. Yeah, isn't that weird? I think. I think when you even when a, you think police, all you think of is Sting. Right. right. Yeah. And when you get their greatest hits, it's the greatest hits of Sting and the Police. It's not the it, greatest. You're hits right, of, and it's called that because yes. I downloaded yeah. it. And it's, and it's, the, it's greatest the greatest hits of Sting, Sting and, and the Police. Yeah. Speaking of greatest hits, Dolly Parton. I'm just trying out bits here. Here's <laughs> <laughs> our next thing. Um, I yeah, I would. I mean, I think that's fair. God, there's well, the biggest one of all time is already mentioned, Michael Jackson. I hear like A B C Easy's, and I forget that's fucking Michael Jackson, yeah, Jackson. singing that. Yeah, Bill and I will take. It. Yeah, I, mean, I forget like, that's like that was all Jackson Five. A lot of people forget some of those. Some yeah. of those big hits were were the Jackson. Okay, five. I just thought of one. Lionel Richie. Oh, oh, duh. Yes. Chris Rock has a he has a he has a bit where he says, Jennifer Lopez, your ass is you're you're the Commodores, your ass is Lionel Richie. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> Lionel yeah. Richie, absolutely. Oh, oh man. Yeah. The Commodores were great though. They were. They were so good. Yeah, but still when you hear Brick House, you don't think Oh, that's the Commodores. Right, right. right. Well, most people, well, Lionel most Richie people. didn't sing that song. That's true, but you don't but think like, that's. You still think that's Lionel Richie? Pick me up when yeah. I'm down. Yeah. Stuff like that. When I'm uh, down. Yeah, they had a ton of good hits. Three times a lady. A uh, ton of those, but yeah, and then he. Yeah, and it blurs which ones were his and which ones yeah, were theirs, right. and you just think they're all his. 
Phil Collins. Damn it, I was just going to say Phil that. Phil Collins. Damn it. Absolutely. The dude can't. I mean, because... I would dare say that you, you in the 80s, another band, because I'm going like, now I'm thinking artists who you listen to and you go, is this Genesis or is this Phil Collins? I, th- I can't tell. I'm a giant music nerd and I can't tell the difference. There's a few that I know the difference in, but for the most part, it's like, I, I don't know yeah. which one's which. And I guess that's really what it is, is if 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 the they've blurred the line so much that in your brain, you all you hear is... Phil Collins, that, Phil Collins, and you do, and you're like, well, no, that was that was Genesis. Despite the fact that both Genesis, the Commodores, Black Sabbath, uh, the Je- were all huge hit making bands, totally on their own. That then these people went out and blurred the lines. So the police, I mean, yeah, I, I would say like that was that generation where you could really do that. Ice Cube, Ice Dr. Dre, yeah. I mean, you could you could say both. Yeah, because I would say because you would say Dr. Dre was Dre. bigger than N.W.A. ever was in 1992. Absolutely, between and, the Chronic and Doggy style, the, when he set himself apart as a producer and and a, and a force to be reckoned with, and because don't you think there's a lot of people that even when this N.W.A. thing came out, and they go, wait a second, they were in a band. Yeah, yeah. Don't you yeah. think there were people that thought that? I mean, I know most people get it and know the culture, and whatever, but the I think people, there were a lot of people going, wait a second, what, really? Yeah. Yeah, what about, I, that's fair. What about uh, when England Dan left England Dan and John Ford Coley to become Dan Seals? Oh, that, man, wow. How about that one? Hang huh? on. <sighs> of Seals and Cross. <laughs> <laughs> no. Pussy! I'm being facetious here. No, that was a good one. But you bring, uh, dang, right when you were saying that, I thought of one. <laughs> we, okay, we were talking about Dr. Dre, The Chronic, um, but you were thinking, NWA, no, England shoot. Dan, John Ford Coley. We're, we're, let's get you back. Oh, no. Here. How about, uh, okay, Paul Simon. Is he bigger than Simon and Garfunkel ever was? Yeah. Yeah. Because Paul Simon did that Central Park concert. Remember that Paul Simon live yeah. in Central? That was that was, like no, I, didn't wasn't that Garfunkel? Was it with him? I think he was with him. Did he do the other? But I'll, still, but it's the same thing. When you think of those songs, you don't think so, I don't know Art, which ones Simon and Garfunkel them, anymore. I, some of them I do, but some of them I like. I know you can call me or call me out. I, I know that's Paul yeah. Simon. Mm-hmm. But then there's like me and Sco- me and Julio down at the schoolyard. Who was that? That was, was that? Simon and Garfunkel. Was it? Yeah. Coda, Coda, no, Coda maybe Coda it wasn't. I think it was Paul Simon. That was Paul Simon, Coda wasn't Coda it? I seriously don't know. So it's like blurred. the boxer and we some of those all, other yeah, ones were like the old sucks. Ones. Yeah. Well, no, the, Garfunkel was awesome. Garfunkel's great. However, you could go to a Paul Simon concert, hear him sing "Sounds of Silence," and be like, like, like "That's all right." I mean, it'd be great if Garfunkel was here, but like, he doesn't have to be here, right? Well, Garfunkel sings "Sounds." Of Silence. See, but you could also say the same thing about like Kenny Loggins or Daryl Hall or oh, yeah. any of those guys that kind of left the other dude. The, the other guy in Wham, George Michael. That's a good one, George, actually. George Michael, perfect, perfect no, because seriously, George Michael. At the time, there was a day when Wham was it. They, oh, they were huge. I remember. I mean, I hate saying, but I remember. I love Wham. And I, you know what? I have plenty. I of had Wham that on my big phone. shirt and the and the pegged pants and the <laughs> white I, high top. I do the jitterbug. <laughs> boom, boom, a bubba ju. <laughs> I was in seventh grade in ninety one, ninety two, when George Michael's Faith came out. That was and 87. Was it 87? Yeah. Uh, Faith, I, just, I want your sex. Well, that was 87. Yeah. His, his second, like, it. Freedom 90. You, held, you were held back a couple of years. I, well, okay. no, I remember being in, in, in the blur. I'm sure. Maybe I'm wrong. But I remember being, like, of age enough that I knew women 
I knew girls like I was I was into girls and they were all into George Michael yeah. and it was like every one of them liked the stubble and the ass and I was well, you he know. was he was more than just a couple of years it was it was a he I bet a, he had yeah, a yeah, good decade right. run really if you strong run. think about it yeah I blur those lines but I mean it was he he was like the shit you mm-hmm. guys don't even understand right? out there oh, yeah. how big George Michael yeah. was for for a yep. while. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of of Wham and Wham was a little more poppy than I like, but they got some catchy songs. I dig George Michael solo was a little more serious. He did like Jesus to a Child, which is an amazing song. His version of I Can't Make You Love Me is great. Um, stuff like that. What's that? The the song and the no the the not Teacher to a Child the Father not Father Figure. Yeah, father figure. Yeah. The, the, I, I will be, be your father. father. That's, yeah, but it's the one that that I'll be the da da do do and baby. Oh God, now I can't even think. I'm gonna look up George Michael. <laughs> yeah, here. you look it up. But yeah, George Michael was huge. I I love George Michael. I'm gonna leave here and down because uh, I have it on CD somewhere. But I need to re-download all his his stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah, George Michael was a great one. Um, uh, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of some of the others that I that when I thought of that topic, I was like, I'm trying to think who else. Yeah, I mean, now my brain. Ted running. Nugent was technically in uh, the Amboy Dukes before he was ever yeah, Ted Nugent. But nobody really knew. But nobody knows guys. that Center of Your Mind and those songs, and then he yeah. left and became nobody even knows those existed. But right. like Steve Miller was in Steelers Will before he was ever Steve Miller, but nobody ever. Even, you don't think right. of you know Steelers Will like stuck in the middle with you. That Steelers was Will? Steve Miller. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Huh. So you, you go back and there were a lot of guys that became just solo guys that that's all you know them as. So yeah. Yeah, obviously they were bigger, but Huh. Yeah, that's 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 interesting. Um I can think of a million examples of that. We were also talking really quick. We got about five minutes here. Yeah. Um talking about best uh where to go. Let's see here. We wrote them down. Best live bands. I'm gonna give you a really quick rundown of my top five, and then we can go off of that. Pantera, amazing, didn't need any dragons. They were just loud, badass. Did you ever see them live? Three times. Did you really? Yep. I never saw Pantera yep. live. One of my all-time Yep. I saw them. Wishes that maybe, I'd seen Maybe them. it was twice, but it was in like a year period out, out of the Saltair. Yeah. Um, Same thing. You know, another band that I never saw live that I still, to this day, I'm planning to fly to Germany to see Rammstein, but never got to see them live. I, saw, I know they were I at Saltair. I saw them across the street here. Did at, you really? At the Maverick, at Center, Maverick the Center. Family Values Tour with Corn. I know they Ice were here, Cube. but I never saw them. Yeah, that was a great tour. It's Corn Ice Cube um, before Corn sucked. Did they have the fire faces and everything? Yeah, yeah, just <sighs> shooting fire at everything. And, and yeah, what, what you got, Mark? One more try. That was the song I was trying to remember. Cause there ain't no joy. Oh yeah. For an uptown boy. Yeah. And I, that's the song I was trying to remember. So just teacher. one more yeah. try. Yeah. yeah. That's the song. <laughs> Great song. We just fucking ruined it, but it's a great, it's fantastic. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't get that. I couldn't move on until I figured yeah. out what that song was. I don't know was. if we have enough time to run through all of our all of our lists individually, but here's mine. Five, Pantera. Four, Merle Haggard. Saw him last year at the at Kingsbury Hall. Yeah. His band killed. Um, he was amazing. Singing. Cool. Um, what is this? Uh, top, you, you were looking up the thing, uh, top five live bands. Yeah. Um, While you were singing... One more try. <laughs> yeah, I was in my own George Michael universe over here. My my number three is kind well, of. Well, you're a weird, whamming away over there. My number three is kind of a weird choice. Brit Floyd, uh, the Australian really? cover band. 
unbelievably accurate. Wow. Um, and they have the whole Pink Floyd TV set yeah. up, stage lasers and everything. It's amazing. Uh, number two, Paul McCartney. I explained why already. Mm-hmm. Number one, we've talked about this band a lot, and I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me. Motley Crue, their cartoon over-the-top spinning drum risers going over the goddamn crowd, uh, bases that shoot fire, explosions, uh, titty chicks. What more do you need? Yeah, that was always one of the best parts of, hey, all right, everybody, we got the titty cam. Yeah. Remember yeah. those? Did you ever go to those shows where I, Tommy I've would literally Motley Crue Tommy either. would literally walk out with a camera and be just at the front of the stage and girls would just pull their shirts up yeah. and he would film them and, and they'd gr- put him on the big screen and that was 20 minutes of the show. He doesn't do, he doesn't <laughs> do that anymore because, no, that was he years knows, ago. because he knows Motley Crue moms uh, look a little different now. Yeah. <laughs> Momly Crue. Yeah, he knows the titty cam's not going to be the hit it was in... In Hold 87. On. Let me zoom out. <laughs> Get the whole thing. We got, we got to do a full length shot. Yeah. Get the syrup. Do you guys have any, any anything to say about the, the live band's favorites? Man. Uh, anything? Uh, of, of people that I've seen, Prince is number one. I've yeah, seen Prince I think we talked about times. that once. Harry Connick Jr. Uh, is on that list. And I, I, think, I don't him. know if I said this, but my only complaint when I saw Prince was the medley. Where he crammed all the hits into yes, one song. Where he did, where he did Little Red Corvette in 1999. And, and you're just like, no, no. But at least, and it's you like, you're like, no. If you go through Prince, I mean, honest, honestly, if you, if, if, if you just go through the three hits discs, and that doesn't oh, even could have be all the songs a five on five-hour concert. Right, you're right. That, I know. I know. That's, that's what my problem with Lamb of God was. I was like, I wanted to hear 12 more songs. Yeah. Right. And you're like, oh. How you're, do you only do an hour? You're, an o- you you're, the, th- you're the yeah. opener. You need a, to play for three hours. When you're a super fan, you're like, they didn't play this and this and this and this and this. Yeah. yeah. There was no that. Yeah. Yeah. Prince, I've been thinking about Prince a lot lately because I saw this thing online. Um, it was I Want to Be Your Lover, which is a great song. And then I got thinking about it, because I, and I just knew this, but he recorded that song, that album, all by himself. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was the musician. He played all the instruments. He produced it. He wrote all the songs. The first few albums, I think, yeah. he did that. But I Want to Be Your Lover, great song. It's probably my favorite Prince song. And then I think back, I'm like, he was 18. Yeah. That's batshit. It's like, uh, I'm 37, and I, and this I haven't done shit. This wasn't Pro Tools. This was no, old this school, was like, reel-to-reel, right. going in, and there was no auto-tune. It was like, you need to go in and, and, do, and, it again. and do it again. Do and, it again. It, it's overdub. Do it again. It, it Let's really, add a layer to that. Let's do it again. People don't really understand, and and this is a whole other podcast. But people really don't understand uh, what it took to be an artist. And I think that there's a reason we've talked about this too. That that music today. I mean, it's easy. You go in and it's auto tune. You can do one track, and they can fix it if they need to. You can put your video online, get forty million hits without leaving the studio. Rebecca Black. Rebecca Black, her, right. Her dad paid for her to have a song, and she had one. And everybody knew who she was, good or bad, whatever. It's not the old days where you're like, we need to write an album, and then we need to go to every city and play it so mm-hmm. that people will go out and buy it and request it at radio stations, and then we'll do that for two years before we before we make it with the album. And then the people go, this new album, you guys are amazing. Yeah, it's because we played it every day for two and a half years, to, yeah. and every shitty... Uh, I, well, yeah, and then the, and then the other crazy. part of that, too, is that you remember when you first bought your, your first album that you had, there wasn't an internet. You couldn't go Google. Mm-mm. There wasn't yeah. stories. There was, all you got was your album. There was a few pictures inside. You could read the, read the 
lyrics. You could read their special thanks to their mom and you know right. the, the little teeny print on there. You'd read every letter because that's all you had. That's yeah. all you had. You didn't have, and the only time you got to see the band was if they happened to be on some TV show late at night and they showed a little clip of them live and you're like, oh my gosh, I think I saw Kiss. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or whatever it was. But yeah. it was like, yeah. you didn't know. It was this, that, mysti- that mystique you were talking about. Right. It's too accessible is, anymore. Is gone now. Yeah, it's too, gone. It's too accessible for you to be able to like, like I don't, I don't want my favorite, I, I don't want you to be Instagramming you at home with your kids. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, t- I want you... I want you to be mad. Like I, I get that. You know what I mean. Like I, th- I feel like. But then, a, the, but I think the next the the generation after us loves that. No, it's they, just they what it is. I ca- it's just I'm what it is to it. them. Like, like I is is much as I talk about Molly Crew, I understand what they are. They're just a, a butt rock band. But I follow Nikki Six because he's a childhood hero. Of mine. Yeah, he posts twenty Instagram pictures a day. Here's my dog. Here's me <laughs> doing laundry. Yeah. Here's and it's like you're just you're just a dude now. Yeah. 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 Want, and is that and is that good? Do you do you relate to that or do you go? Oh, I, I thought you were. I thought you were. I relate to it as a thirty-seven-year-old man knowing that. Yeah. But like the the kid in me wants to think that him and Vince are at the Rainbow all the time, right. shooting shots and well, they chicks. were. Right. Last time we talked, I would have followed that Instagram. <laughs> Last time we talked to Nikki Six, he said uh, we because uh, Mick was talking about addictions and that kind of stuff, and of mm-hmm. course his his book. And I said, are you still dealing with that? And he goes, I'm, I am really addicted still. And he goes, really? What are you addicted to? He goes, Oreos. <laughs> Lame. I can't stop eating. Or- and that was his, like, for real. And I was like, wow, this is, what a different world. I, I want to see I mean, but at the same time, some Oreos. Yeah. <laughs> at the same time, good for him. He's alive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and if that's your addiction, then good for right. you. I don't want, that's the thing. I don't ever want, like, people to live in a way that da- endangers their livelihood. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I kind of like... Like, I'm glad that Maynard doesn't post pictures. He's like, hey, we're making spaghetti with the kids. It's like, all right, no, 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 no. Right. Yeah. Like, I like that there's some people that are still a little mysterious out there. It's it's yeah. it's nice. Yep, it's great. Yeah, it's it's just a weird world. Look at me. Well, that's uh, we're out of time. Thank you guys for listening how, to the Dirt Pod podcast. Dude, what? This needs to be four hours long. I know. Your clock's to- fast. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're at an hour. So uh, two weeks from now, another Dirt Pod podcast. Uh, we'll be back. This is the permanent lineup. Is it now. Dirt Pod? Dirt Pod. Oh, I thought it was Dirt Ball. Uh, you've been. This is why we don't have any listeners. Now. Yeah, I, I, I've everybody. been telling people it's Dirt Ball. Thing. Yep. It's Dirt Pod. Dirt Pod. Also, uh, before we get before we before we finish, uh, guy, you and I are going to be in town this yes, week. Yes, we got to plug shit. Um, September fourth and fifth, we're going to be at West Valley Wise Guys. So if you're listening to this the day it posts, it's this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be at Wise Guys West Valley doing. I'm going to do stand up. Marks is going to do stand up. Then we do our music show together. Four shows, go to wiseguyscomedy.com, uh, get your tickets there. And then the following week, I'm going to be headlining Wise Guys by myself, yep. uh, September 10th. Get your tickets to that also at wiseguyscomedy.com. Come out to the shows. Uh, tell us, if you're listening to this, let us know you listen to it. We want to hear some feedback and everything. You have anything you need to plug, Alan, besides listening? I was just going to say, hopefully you guys will uh, be on the Freak Show this week. Yes, uh, we're going to be on the Freak Show on Thursday. Thursday. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, just wanted to say, love uh, my wife. One year, this uh, <gasps> what, next, the 6th, yeah, September 6th. really been one, a year. One year. I know. Oh I will God. never forget your wedding uh, date because it was the same day my cousin got married last year, and then it was the same day as the Oddball Comedy uh, Festival was in town. I'm like, I got so many places I got to be. <laughs> And I was I was torn. So yeah, congratulations on a year on a year with your wife. Wow. Your wife's a good friend of mine. She's hilarious. Yeah, she's she's cool. Good people. Yeah. All right. That's this week's episode. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Dirt Pod coming back. We'll see ya.